The story of freedom is well known. We sing America, America, God shed his grace on thee, and God keep our land glorious and free. O Canada, we stand on guard for thee. But not everyone in the world knows freedom. Kadani Weldu is a pastor from Eritrea in East Africa. He vanished in 2005 and is likely being held by the authorities. Weldu's wife and daughters have never been informed of his whereabouts. At least 1,900 of our brothers and sisters are currently imprisoned for Christ in just that country. Many suffered torture and forced labor, some held in metal shipping containers. As we're in a few days of celebrating freedom, Let's remember our persecuted brothers and sisters like Pastor Kidani. The Apostle Peter wrote, The God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm and steadfast. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Welcome to Haven Today, here on Friday. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're wrapping up a series exploring Peter's life called A Fisherman's Letter. During our weekday program, we were walking with this Apostle Peter for three weeks in a row. And what a journey it has been. You and I have seen him go from being a fisherman on the shores of the Sea of Galilee to an apostle who became a fisher of men and one of the human authors of New Testament scripture. Well, now today we're going to look at the end of his first letter. He's in exile but he still has more instructions and encouragement for other exiles. And his words are so appropriate for you and me today. So stay with me as we dive into chapter 5 in 1 Peter. But before we do that, let me remind you one more time about the epic documentary that we have for your gift to the ministry called In the Footsteps of Peter. I'm David Suchet, and I'm in search of one of the most puzzling characters in history a simple first-century fisherman who somehow became the founding father of the most powerful Christian church on earth. Wow, look at these! We know him as Saint Peter, mentioned more times in the New Testament than anyone except Jesus. Peter's character and what motivates him has always intrigued me. In this series, I'll be uncovering fragments of tradition and half-whispered traces of Peter's life, revealing surprising new discoveries and theories about the man who shaped a faith that came to dominate Western civilization. That's David Suchet introducing the two-part documentary called In the Footsteps of Peter. Join him on a grand adventure through the Holy Land, the Middle East, and even Europe, as David seeks to help us better understand the simple fisherman who was called to become a fisher of men. I know your faith will be greatly encouraged as you watch. Would you call us after the program? Make a gift to help us start our fiscal year in the right direction, and we'll send you the DVD. Now, let me give you the number in which you can call us after the program. It's 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN. And of course, you can come to our website and watch the trailer from the documentary, and then make your gift at haventoday.org haventoday.org, for in the footsteps of Peter. And remember, 
If you'd like to follow in the footsteps of Paul as well as Peter, we have both documentaries with David Suchet bundled together for a minimum gift to the ministry. Ask about that when you call us. Read about it when you go online. And now, featuring Christian Stanfield, we open with Even So Come. All of creation, all of the earth, make straight a highway, a path for the Lord. Jesus is coming soon. Call back the sinner, wake up the saint, let every nation shout of your fame. Yes, Jesus is coming soon. Like a bride waiting for her groom, we'll be a church ready for you. Jesus come Even so come Oh Jesus come There will be justice All will be new Your name forever Faithful and true Jesus is come
and so come, Lord Jesus, come. Even so come, the title of our opening song here on Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris. The program is called A Fisherman's Letter. If you've been with us on our weekday program the past several days, you know that we've been on an epic journey following in the footsteps of Peter. I've been greatly encouraged to discover more of this fisherman who was so up and down at various times in the scriptural story, becoming the mature apostle that Jesus called him to be. And we see his maturity and wisdom as he writes Christians who are facing very hard times. I want us to listen to British actor, born as a Jew, but then converted to Christianity. Yeshua is his Messiah after he became an adult. David Suchet will read through the first four verses of chapter 5 of the first letter of Peter. To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's sufferings, who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. Peter was addressing the elders in what David Suchet just read for us, the leaders of Christ's church. Notice the humility. He calls them his fellow elders, the apostle, the fisher of men, the one who physically walked with Jesus was not proud. He had a humility that could only come from the power of the gospel at work in him. He had seen Christ's sufferings firsthand, and he was confident of his own future glory. You and I can too often think of suffering and glory differently than this. Think about this with me. In our minds, these things are as far apart as anything can be. Imagine with me the most ornate palace in the world. There is gold everywhere, and marble columns ring an entire building. Everywhere you look, there are servants. The owner of this palace is glorious. That much is certain. But what's one thing that did not come to your mind as you imagined this palace? Suffering. Yet the former fisherman and current exile connected the two. We can see why in verse 4, when Peter writes, And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. We are in the middle of a holiday weekend in North America. On both sides of the Canadian-American border, people are celebrating the beginning of their nations as we know them. This helps us to remember something. There was a time when neither the United States nor Canada existed. History is filled with nations and empires that have risen and fallen. You and I learned about them in our school days. They were there. They were powerful. And now they're gone. Nations rise and nations fall. And Peter tells his fellow elders about something that will never fade away, the crown of glory. This is what Christ will give to faithful leaders in his church when he comes again. Really, all of us can look forward to Christ's second coming. And because Jesus died for the sins of his people, we will one day share in his glory. 
This is the great advantage that you and I do not deserve. But our gracious God gives it to us anyway. The chief shepherd who watches over and leads us will one day return for us. As we enjoy the great outdoors, or we have a great cookout this weekend, in or outside, you and I can remember this. We will one day enjoy the glories won for us by Christ himself. Even if the United States and Canada fade away, his coming glory will never grow dim. What incredible hope for an exile like you and me. In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders. All of you clothe yourselves with humility towards one another, because God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Those words, just read for us by British actor David Suchet, some of the most well-known verses in the entire New Testament. And what comforting verses they are. They remind me of who God is. And they remind us of who you and I are. We are weak. Humility is the only way you and I can live in an honest way. To be proud is to lie about ourselves. But this is where the good news comes in. If we humble ourselves before God, He will one day lift us up. We contribute nothing to it, humble as we are. We can cast our anxiety on Him because our Heavenly Father cares for us. Think about that. The Creator of the universe cares for you and me. It's far better to be humble under God's care than proud without it. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. A little more from David Suchet. You and I, scattered exiles, brothers and sisters, remember your last trip? Maybe it was before the pandemic began. I only have just made a first trip out in the last few weeks. Or maybe it was much more recent for you as well. In the excitement of seeing the sights of the place that you visited, there was a sense of longing for home. How did you feel the last time you were on a trip and you met someone from your home state or hometown where you grew up? No matter how strong the connection may be between two people who grew up, say, in the same location, how much stronger is the connection between brothers and sisters in Christ? Last week I was in Dallas. I met a Christian brother with a remarkable testimony of God's grace. In fact, you'll be able to hear his story on this program before too long. Anyway, this man and I live in different parts of the country. We are in different lines of work, and we also had very different upbringings. But today, we share the same Savior. We may be scattered and exiled, but we are also brothers in Christ. As family, we are united by Christ, but Peter says we're also united by suffering. You probably don't like to think about this. I don't. Who looks forward to suffering? 
Peter tells us that the devil prowls the earth like a roaring lion. Now think about that. Think about the last time you saw a lion at the zoo or on a nature documentary. When it isn't sleeping, what does a lion spend much of its time doing? Looking for its next meal, prowling around, on the hunt. I don't know about you, but I can think of few things more terrifying than coming face to face with a hungry, mighty lion on an African plain. This is the picture of the devil and what he's doing in this fallen world. But as we walk as pilgrims on this earth where the devil prowls around, you and I can still have hope. This is the kind of hope that lasts, and it can only come from the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. One more reading from David Suchet from the very first letter that Peter wrote. We are not serving the God of some grace. He is the God of all grace. We deserve nothing but wrath and judgment. Yet what we receive is grace and peace. This is our hope. God will restore us. After we suffer in this life, on this fallen earth, we have the hope of glory that will never fade away. How do you and I know that this is forever? Because our God and Father in heaven has the power to keep us forever and ever. Peter closes his first letter by telling us why he wrote it. I have written to you briefly, encouraging you and testifying that this is the true grace of God. Stand fast in it. And you and I can reflect on the brief letter of First Peter, and we can be truly encouraged. This former fisherman told it like it is. He didn't mince words. He didn't hold back or paint a rosy picture for us, did he? But the fact that he was honest about our suffering and our exile means that he could also be honest about the God who sustains us through it all. That, my friend, is the true grace of God. Suffering, scattered exiles, have a true home in Jesus Christ, the Apostle Peter gives us one last piece of instruction. We should stand in the grace of God. The one who denied his Messiah three times knows that grace can only be found in Christ. You and I have nowhere else to look for the true grace of God. But the good news is we don't even have to try. Everything we need is given to us in Jesus as we finish a journey with Peter, I think we can be thankful. We can thank our God for his grace that can save and transform Peter. And we can thank our God for the same grace that saves and transforms us today. We can praise our Lord for the peace that he gives to all those in Christ. And we can take comfort in the fact that our Savior and our King will one day soon come back to rescue us, this scattered, exiled people. What a glorious master Peter served. What a gracious God Peter proclaimed. Jesus Christ, the same, yesterday, today, and forever. This is the greatest story ever told, and it's all about Jesus. Amen. 
The Tenors, with Natalie Grant and Amazing Grace here on Haven Today, and a program called A Fisherman's Letter. Here we are. July has barely started. Canada Day is over. It just passed. We're in the United States Independence Day weekend. Summer's in full swing. And with COVID restrictions beginning to come down, that means so many are heading out on vacation. Some are seeing family. Others are seeing friends that we haven't seen in a while. But this is also a season when we see our giving dip due to so many people who go on vacation. So I want to encourage you to remember this 87-year-old listener-supported ministry with your first gift of July, which is the beginning of our fiscal year, to help us keep sharing Jesus with others. And as a thank you, I'd like to send you the documentary called In the Footsteps of Peter. You'll enjoy watching this with visitors this summer, because not only does it feel like a virtual vacation, it's also filled with faith-affirming messages that'll help you start gospel-centered discussions. You, too, can use this great film as a net to be a fisher of men and women and children just like Peter. Would you call us right now? Would you make your first gift of our fiscal year to the ministry? But ask for In the Footsteps of Peter. Our number to get the DVD is 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or head over to our website. You can watch the trailer we've put up from the documentary. You can make your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org for In the Footsteps of Peter. And if you didn't get In the Footsteps of Paul from us last year, we have that in a special bundle with the Peter documentary for your minimum gift to the ministry. Ask about it when you call or read about it when you go online and watch the video excerpt. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you please come back again next time when again we get to share together the great story the grace story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. If you could put your prayer life onto a pie chart, what do you think it would look like? Let's use the categories of adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and requests. How much time do you think you give each of these? Just a wild guess, I'm going to say requests are not the smallest slice of that pie. And if you're like me, sometimes you find yourself searching for words to express adoration and praise. If so, here's a suggestion. Try praying through the Psalms, like these words from Psalm 8. It says, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? Daily time in God's Word can actually fuel your prayer life. Anchor Devotional can help. Visit GetAnchor.com.